Hey, Taco the Towners, just a quick note before we start the show. The Pitches Kansas City Taco Week is back. This year with specialty tacos for half off all week long. That's August 24th through August 30th. Participating taco spots include Charlie Hooper's, Lou's, Los Alamos, The Well, and Phoenix at Strang Hall. All of those places we've reviewed here on the show. There are options for to-go and dine-in this year, so be sure to get out there in your mask and support local restaurants with the Pitches Taco Week. You can follow the 10 Taco Week commandments at thepitchkc.com slash taco week. And now, on to this week's episode. This week, we hit up one of the newest taco spots in town. It's an import from Austin, Texas. That's right, Austin, Texas, home of Slacker, and Dazed and Confused, two of my favorite films. The fast food chain Schlotzky's, South by Southwest, Austin City Limits, home of Keeping Things Weird, and birthplace of the breakfast taco. That's right, this week we're talking Torchy's Tacos on Taco the Town. to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've still never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until the murder hornets tell me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today, we are reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, but most importantly, share some socially distant tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. been hitting a lot of the newer taco spots that have opened up here in town lately and we've got another one this week and it's a doozy let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week this week's taco destination is the brand new torchies tacos the first Torchy's Tacos in Kansas City, located at the Pavilion at Ward Parkway Center, 8815 State Line Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64114 to be exact. Open every day from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. A long time ago, in the bustling town of Austin, Texas, a man named Mike Ripka bought a food trailer and a red Vespa. His dream? To start a taco joint. 
Like all great chefs, he filled his first menu with more experiments than meals. And thanks to some trips around town on his Vespa and overheard iterations of, damn, these tacos are good. At the food trailer, his tacos, Torchy's tacos, were declared a hit. With countless tacos eaten, over 75 locations opened, and thousands of taco junkies added to the Torchy's family, some things have certainly changed, but the dedication to making high-quality, cooked-to-order, damn-good tacos remains the same. Though each Torchy's location has its own unique and different design, the commitment to top-notch ingredients is found in all their kitchens. They focus on developing partnerships around the world to responsibly source the finest ingredients. They believe in putting their best food forward together. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests. Okay, this is a very special episode. I knew I needed to get two very strong guests with very strong taco opinions. And I think we got some here, guys. Let's meet our first guest. She's an attorney at Spencer Fain. When she's not defending and advising companies, she stays busy chasing after her almost five-year-old daughter. She likes whiskey, books, and live music. She steadfastly believes that queso makes everything better. And she has some strong opinions about cilantro. Welcome to Taco the Town, Carly Duvall. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. So tell me about this cilantro opinion that you have. So it's overdone. People put too much on it and they don't spend the time to finally chop it. Luckily, I'm not in that category of where it tastes like soap. Oh, but good. still, I mean, it's a strong flavor to add into a taco. You prefer finely chopped cilantro, right? Right, right, right. right. Okay. A- absolutely. It's all about the quantity okay. of the cilantro. Not big, leafy. No. No, it's not a salad. It's a taco. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted a salad, I'd eat a salad, exactly. for Christ's sakes, right? And it wouldn't be made of cilantro. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Let's meet our second guest. He was born in Dallas, Texas, now living full-time in the middle of the map in KC. He was an All-American at K-State in football. He was a six-year offensive lineman in the NFL, Super Bowl 44 champion with the New Orleans Saints. He doesn't call himself a foodie, but he loves to talk about <laughs> and eat food. Welcome to Taco the Town, Nick Lecky. Thanks for having me on, Dave. Yeah, I don't like that term foodie because it implies like a sort of um, snobbery. Exactly. Or like things have to be exact. And it's almost like what I equate to like the Michelin rating, how to get a three-star Michelin rating, you have to have like the proper china, you have to have the proper glasses and like the service. And you know what? Screw all that. Give me the food. Like, let me base your stars off of the quality of the food. Put it in a styrofoam container and send me to the alleyway. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I want to eat this taco. And and is the place open late night after the bars close. Right. right. The best yeah. food is served after 10 p.m. Absolutely. Fact. Absolutely. Nick, I got to know, as an offensive lineman, you back in the day, you <clears throat> probably, or maybe you still do, eat a lot of tacos. How many tacos would you say you've eaten in a sitting? Oh, man. Um, I remember in high school, I would say high school is probably, high school and college is like peak eating. And I, I would I would get the, Taco Bell used to have the, um, like the 10 pack or the party pack. Party pack. And yeah. I would get the party pack and I would get eight hard and two soft. And that would be my, my meal. And that would be maybe fourth meal. You know, that might be might be third meal, second meal, whatever. But it'd be a lot. And anytime we go to a place, I'm usually like ordering six tacos. 
But now I'm getting older, so I got to kind of scale it back a little bit because I can't shed that those calories as well as I could back <laughs> so you're in the day. Six, six, not three. I'm more of a three, but if it's a really tasty, tiny taco, I might go four, but you're a six. I'm a four, maybe five. Maybe now. five, okay. Yeah. I'm a definite two because as, as we'll talk about, I consume a lot of queso at the beginning of the meal, and so by the time the taco arrives, I have little room left. So, so maybe two tacos. Two tacos and a, a lot of queso. A lot of queso, and you've got to carefully Speaking select. Of Timely addition. Queso is served. They just drop the uh, queso and chips like a dragon oh, onto wow. the table. Now, guys, we're at Torchies. This is the new Torchies in Kansas City. Just opened a couple months ago, and Torchies is famous for its queso. Carly, this is the perfect episode to have right, you on. Absolutely. And we've got the hillbilly queso, which is green chili with chorizo. Mm-hmm. And then we've got the green chili queso, which is their most famous starred item on the menu. I'm not sure which is which, but uh, you're serving surprise queso. Yeah. What's your guys' chip like? I, I like. I'm a like a chip connoisseur. And I know everyone's got a different opinion. What's your favorite? Like, if you had to, like, create your favorite type of chip, what is it? Tortilla? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it is it hard? Is it thin? Is it thick? Is it is it the big, the, the half moon? Is it the triangle? Is it? I don't like the curly ones, the half moon style. Okay. I don't like it when it turns up on each other yep. and when it's too thin and, and greasy because then it snaps apart. Mm-hmm. These are pretty nice. I like a good thick chip, though. I like the homemade in-house. Like, Port Fonda has an excellent excellent homemade in-house chip. It's got to have a lot of salt. Mm-hmm. I'll also take some additional seasoning on my on my chip. What? I agree, not too thin, because you got to get an, an adequate heaping of queso on the chip. Right. Yeah, right. I, I think the thickness, right, you got to have leverage right. to get to the bottom of the queso mm-hmm. bowl and, and not be able to break. I don't want to grip it at the middle. I want maximum, like, queso spreadage. Right. Now, I can tell you the best part of queso. It is that that crispy top, little burnt part of the, mm. the top of the queso, the little, the, the crispy the, bits. The char? Yeah, the little char. Yeah, when char. they put it under the broiler? Right, right. Oh, yeah. It's like the creme brulee part of queso. <laughs> That's so, the best so part. So is it first come, first serve? Like, what's what's your guys' rule? Is it is it, can you just scrape the top? Or is it kind of like, hey, guys, do you mind if I scrape? Or is yeah. it like, do you share? Oh, I'm, I'm very sharp-elbowed when it comes to queso. Stick the elbows out, go in for the dip. I like that. Prison rules. That's right. Right. I, uh, You know, if, if there's too many people in it already and you're not there, you kind of have to go, all right, I'm waiting until the next delivery because you don't want to get in there after maybe six people have already had the top of it because the top is where, is that where all the goodness is or is it at the bottom where the goodness is? Are these COVID queso rules only six to a queso dish? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's I okay think- if, you, if you stick your fingertips in beer before you... <laughs> <laughs> Now, did anyone ever used to watch Mork and Mindy and wish you could drink water using your finger like Mork used to do? Because I did. What if you could drink queso with a finger? But then you wouldn't get the taste. Oh, you're right. Yeah. How does that work? Did Mork, was Mork not tasting anything he was drinking? I don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. I mean, it was Robin Williams, so maybe, you know, he was, uh, <laughs> I don't think he was tasting anything in those days as it was. <laughs> Does anyone want to dig into this queso yeah, here? And give me your uh, first opinions on some of this uh, this beautiful queso, famous queso here at Torchy's. Now, let me know if you get the hillbilly or if you just get the green chili. If you taste some chorizo, let me know. I definitely have the green chili. It's the green chili? Does that have the chorizo in it? A little bit of heat. Oh. I like that. You think that that heat is the hot sauce on top here? Mm, I don't think so, because you got the same one. Ooh, I like that heat. Right? I'm liking the heat. Now there's a little bit of cilantro. Carly. So yeah, there's an appropriate amount of cilantro in that I can easily dodge the cilantro in the queso. Does that upset you when you have 
get some queso and there's a little leaf of cilantro in there. Exactly. <laughs> Do you guys know the trick to, to cutting up cilantro? So you take it off uh-uh. like the vine or that little stem, put it in a glass, like a low cocktail glass, and get scissors and just chop it up like that in the glass. So it contains it and you can just chop it up until it's carly fine. I'm right? going to try just, that. Just grated. Oh, nice. Almost like um, Goodfellas when they're slicing the garlic with the razor blade, right? <laughs> you can get it to where it's like super fine. And it's super easy. Like I said, you just strip the um, the leaves off, put it in the glass, and then scissors. Taco, the town's so educational this week. It is. It really is. It's going to be. This is going to be a very eye-opening and uh, stomach-opening episode of Taco the Town. Okay, guys, I need to know, just here at the top of the show, what's your taco origin story? Did you grow up eating tacos? Um, are you? Do you come from a taco-eating family? Um, where did your love affair start with tacos, Carly? So I'm from Eastern Jack, representing Independence, Missouri. So growing up, uh, and to this day, my family still does tacos every single Friday. So I'm closer to 40 than to not. So we're going on <laughs> several years now that the Duval clan out in Eastern Jack has been doing tacos on Friday. So when I was like in high school and everything, we frequented El Magues is the taco place out in Independence. It's fantastic. It's still there. They've got multiple locations. Uh, highly recommend it. I would always go get the street taco there. And it was the, the original location was down the street from my high school on Nolan Road. I went to Truman High School in Independence. And so anytime we'd get out of school early, you know, early release or something, we'd walk down and get tacos, midday tacos. And now looking back, I realized we did that, like even when they'd let us out early because an ice storm, impending Midwestern ice storm was coming, like that, that was not stopping tacos. We'd still go get tacos. You almost would jump in your car to go get tacos before the storm hit. Exactly. That's how a Midwesterner thinks. You have to get the tacos (laughs) because the storm's going to hit and you don't know how long you're going to be taco deprived. Right. That's so true. So you got to get your fix in. That's right. Well, I would say with me, I'm half Mexican. So, I mean, we grew up making tamales. So like, like Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas time, you know, we're making tamales, you know, we're spreading the masa up, that corn husk. We're passing it to my aunt and my mom, and they're stuffing the meat and stuff, and they're getting the uh, the big beach towel and wrapping it in one of those those turkey brosters. So that's all I knew growing up was just, I mean, Mexican food. So it's just part of my life. So I don't really have like a taco origin story other than when I was 10 years old, maybe, we used to go to this Mexican restaurant in Grapevine called Disparzis, and I would get Subway. I would get, <laughs> and I can't believe my mom would let me get it, but I would get like a foot-long meatball and bring it into a Sparzis. And like, that's the only way we can go eat Mexican food. And then that was about a year. And my mom was like, all right, bro, cut it out. You're going you're gonna to learn this. So Nick, I have a question for you. My older sister lives in East Texas and yeah. has lived there for years. And there's, uh, you know, lots of small towns mm-hmm. and have the one Mexican restaurant. Okay. And so the, the one Mexican restaurant in Van, Texas, when they serve chips and salsa, they also serve a bottle of melted butter, and oh. then you pour the melted butter oh into goodness. the salsa. Is that a Van Texas thing, or is that a, a Texas thing? It, it, it's it's a random thing because there's a really good Mexican place in Dallas. It's called Javier's, and it's like upscale Mexican. Not don't think modern, mm-hmm. but it's upscale Mexican, right? And it's old school. Javier's has been there forever. They have a smoking lounge, but it's like the highest class Mexican food you'll ever get. And they do they, they'll put down chips and a thing of butter. Wow. And I'm like, is this, are, are they profiling me to see, like, am, am I a fat kid? Like, he's gonna, so I didn't, I didn't ask the, the server because, you know, you're always, you ask the server, like, hey, what do I do with this, right? I was too embarrassed. But I, I it's the only time I've ever seen it. But, I mean, you can't go wrong with melted butter. Apparently, the way you make salsa more Texas is to add melted butter with it. Drop a whole right. stick in there? Yeah. I, wow. Honestly, it's, I wanted to hate on it. 
because it seems ridiculous, <laughs> right? It basically just makes the salsa like a little bit salty. So if uh-huh. you're a like salty chip person, it's a way to kind of amp that flavor. Try it. That's a curveball. That's a hell That's of a amazing. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go to this place, and I want to go to Javier's and hang out in the smoking lounge. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a good spot. It's like a legit smoking lounge. They have like like game, like moose and deer and. Like on the wall and like the high leather wingback chairs and stuff like that. What's stopping you from taking Taco the Town on the road? Oh, I've been on the road. Yeah. Just haven't been to Texas yet. There you go. Road trip it. COVID now. But uh, I mean, last year we went to Chicago. We went to LA. uh, We went to this place called Columbia, Missouri a couple years ago. Now that was an epic taco road trip. But yeah, we're, we, we've taken it on the road a few times. Maybe yeah, Texas we, is the next we stop. We got to get to Texas. Growing up in, in Texas, Nick, what have you heard about Torchies? So I'm from Dallas and Torchies is an Austin thing. So it's weird how like Texas claims to be its own country. And then every big city in Texas is its own little island, right? So if you're from Dallas, there's a whole different like way to describe you. Like Dallas, think uh, what you think of the show Dallas, right? Like cowboy boots and suits, right? And then you think Austin, you think hippie. And then when you think Houston, you think oil men. Right. Right? That's where oil Urban is. cowboy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I never, like, I always gave the uh, the, the Drake GIF emoji, the uh, hotline bling, you know, the, the whatever, the, the Heisman <laughs> stiff arm to Torchies, just off general principle because I'm a, a prideful, you know, Texan. So, uh, but my cousin's kids, they swear by Torchies. It's a newer place. I mean, it only opened, at, I guess the first location didn't open until 2006. But it's kind of blown up here recently. I mean, they're moving to Kansas, Missouri, and they're used to only be in Texas. So it's it's very popular. Would you say, I mean, I guess we haven't had the tacos yet, but from what you know about Torchies, are these typical Texas tacos? No. So my cousin described them as gringo-y, right? Which, which I, and that's not a bad term, but that's just what they are. Because you, when you think like street tacos, right? You don't think there's no cheese, right? You're getting a lot of diced onions, a lot mm-hmm. of cilantro and, you know, r- real Mexican tacos. So they, they, they described it as, as gringo-y, but I'm here for that. You know, I've never met a taco I didn't like. I think it was invented by a gringo. So <laughs> that <laughs> it might probably fun. was, right? <laughs> There's a great book, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but it was like the origin of the taco. And uh, is it American Tacos? I think so. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. Great book. Great but book. It was pretty pretty amazing, like the whole, like how it started and out of like a ice cream truck or like a dude pushing a hot dog stand or something like that. But it's, yeah, it's fascinating origin because it makes sense, right? It's a handheld food. Now there's a controversial opinion going around that everything is a taco, so even burritos are tacos. No. No. I, I don't agree with that. That's false. That's false. I can tell you as a lawyer, there's this bad <laughs> yes. lawyer joke from law school where there's like a law school exam question of, is it a sandwich? And oh. so the the you have to analyze kind of the contractual terms on, is it a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a taco a sandwich? A taco is a taco. It yeah. is a category in and of itself. I, I, I feel like a taco just feels different in your hand and you know it's a taco by the feel of it in your hand. Well, it's like, like, it's like a torta, right? Torta is a sandwich. And, and, and I think anything, it should be, if you have to turn your, your head to eat it, it's a taco. It's all about the head tilt, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Head tilt and hand. <laughs> Burrito, you're, you're here. Yeah. Taco, you're here. This is a non-visual podcast, but I'm holding my hand and head in different positions. Exactly. Yeah, you have to hold the, hold, hold the, the item. I don't know what the proper legal term is, right? Uh, ho- hold exhibit A upright on the x-axis and turn your head to the y-axis <laughs> to eat the that's taco. That's pretty good. Right? I think yeah. that'll work. Right? That'll work. Yeah. I think that would work. Define a taco as, as a taco and not a sandwich. 
Exactly. What's a Sancho? A torta? Is, is Sancho? I don't know what a Sancho is. Sancho must be a gringo invention. It might be. Is it a? It's like a taco sandwich. It's a. I think it might be a soft taco because some places have Sancho's really? on the never, menu. I've yeah. heard Sancho burritos. Maybe that's what Maybe? it is. Maybe I don't know. Got to find out what a Sancho is for well, real. Well, I just love how Mexican. It's like you have like Tex-Mex, you have authentic Mexican, and then you have you know street taco. I mean, there's so many variations, and that's what's cool about America, right? Because we're just a big melting pot, and and we'll adapt a food and sort of not gringo it, but just kind of give it its own regional flair. And I respect that about about what happens, like bringing in here and food, and food is our common denominator, right? Food unites us all, or it divides us all with the taco <laughs> sandwich debate, right? Carly, have you ever had a legal case involving tacos or food? Oh, geez, let me think about this. So for a little background for the listeners, I do white collar criminal defense and internal nice. investigations and government nice. investigations. White shoe law firm, right. I love it. Yeah, exactly, I love it. so I always tell people, when somebody says, oh, I, I've never worked with you, I always say that's probably good for you. <laughs> Generally, people don't like me to darken their door. So thinking through it, have I done a food case? It seems like I've done a little bit of everything, but no, I don't think I've had a food case. Has anyone ever been eating a hard shell taco and choked on it at a corporate event? Would that be you? That would not be me. If some if somebody hid the money in the banana stand, that would be there me. There's, so always the <laughs> the There's always money in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand, and that's how I make a living. So Always money in the taco stand. That's right. So if someone was money laundering, drug money through a taco front, that'd be me. So Breaking Bad? What yeah. about Los Pollos? Yeah. <laughs> Los Absolutely. Pollos Hermanos, yeah. That's right. I about died. I about died uh, about a month or two ago when someone on the Twitter was like, hey, please help my uncle <laughs> on his GoFundMe. He has a restaurant, and it was a dude from uh, Los Pollos Hermanos. Yeah. It was <laughs> from Breaking Bad, and I about died. Breaking Bad was great for my legal career because when people were like, what exactly do you do? Now I have a lot of reference points. Oh, that's perfect. Right? So you would be, would you be Saul? Or would you be like, <laughs> soft, right? Not in that, you know, not in that, but right. I'm saying like, do you have clients who are like, like that? I tend to be a little more white collar. So maybe a better example is Billions. If people okay, got, watch Billions. So, Bobby Axelrod. Yeah, I, I defend the Bobby Axelrod. See, the but world. then wait, are you right. the guy who makes things disappear? Do you, I mean, you see, because that, that could go off on a whole nother tangent. Right, right. right? You know, so that, you need to clarify that. Too. Right, I do need to clarify everything above board. Okay, Everything thank you. completely legal. Absolutely. <laughs> nothing nefarious. Ne- nothing nefarious, but never. Never boring. Never boring. Guys, okay, so we've had some of this queso. What's your, what's your, uh, what are your thoughts on this queso so far? I like the green chili queso. Both of them have a little bit of a kick, which I like. Good flavor, but I really like how strong the green chili flavor comes out in that one. Yeah, I think they've mastered the chips. You know, you got Very some nice triangles. Chips. They're not thin. And, and you can't be too thick, right? Because I don't want I don't want my gums to bleed because I'm on my, my or get a chip right? jammed under your tooth. Yeah. that's the worst. Yeah, no, so it's worst. like the perfect like thickness, a little bit of salt. The the queso is wonderful. It, it's Very got good. some heat, right? That kind of like is it latent heat? I like to say, right? right. Where you take a bite, you're like this is nice, and then your mouth just kind of warms up a little bit, and it's just the perfect, and it cuts off for you. You know, you're you're dying of fire. They have, this month only, I think they have a, first time ever they're introducing a super hot queso, which oh. I don't think we got here, but uh, it's on the wall there. What's it called? The uh, Some but, like it hot. Some like it hot, yeah. 
Something like it, hot queso. Daredevil queso Daredevil, blanco. Daredevil queso blanco. So ask for that if you want a little hotter queso. I wonder what the, is it like a habanero or is it like, are they getting freaky? Is it like a, like a scotch bonnet or is it like a um, ghost pepper? I mean, there are some ways. We should maybe get some or ask for it. Yeah. We definitely should. Daredevil. I don't, I had a bad experience a couple, about a couple of weeks ago. I did the uh, death nectar wings from Grinders, and I was. Oh, wow. How long did it take you to recover from that? Uh, three in the morning, I was over it. Oh. Three, or four, three or four in the morning, I was, I was, I was cycling through the process. I guess the you could hardest say. thing about the wings there, it stays on your hands for so much longer than you would anticipate. I'm a one-hand wing person. You have your designated I, wing hand? I have a wing hand. I have a wing hand. It do is. You, do you go non-dominant hand? Like if you're right-handed, is it your right hand, your wing hand, or do you do left-handed? Right hand. Okay, so next time maybe like try the left hand left and hand? then keep your dominant hand free of, of wing hotness. Just, I like just that. Just a tip, just an see, idea. But, see, I'm, a fat, I'm an original fat kid. <laughs> So I know not to touch my eyes if I'm eating anything hot. <laughs> guys, we're here at Ward Parkway Mall. Have you guys ever hang out here before? I used to live not too far from here. So this, uh, and this is still like my, my Trader Joe's Target location. Uh, a little embarrassed to admit, I've already been to Target here today. Oh, okay. This is my second trip to this Ward Parkway Mall. What's your target threshold? Like, you guys go to Target and, like, I cannot not spend under, like, 75 or or $100 every time I go to Target. It's a minimum $50 drop. Minimum. Like, minimum. you go in there, you know you're losing 50 Did you have that? Like, where you go to Target and you're like, damn it, I need this. Uh, or I, uh, you man with a plan. I'm, I get in and get out. Man. I do. I do. You're one of the few. Especially now with the mask thing. Uh, just got to get in and get out. I got my little path. I work my way through the, the baby stuff and get back to the music. It does and kind of help now that they direct you. Yeah. You make you go in one door and then you've got to go a certain way because of COVID. And that really helps the wandering. I, um, I've been, I think I was at Target maybe yesterday, this Target. So this mall, it's gone. This is a new area we're at here, the pavilion area in the last, I'd say, 10 years. This Because this probably used to be the actual mall, but they opened it up. So the very first time I ever had a chicken finger was here at this mall, probably in 1986 at the TGI Fridays. Is there a sign up for that monumental there is milestone? Not. Is there a plaque? Yeah, is there, there a is plaque? There is not. The TGI Fridays is not even there anymore. Um, and then the first time I saw the movie Candyman at this mall. You're right. So in the I, movie theater. I used to come to this movie theater when I was really little, and I saw all the Disney, uh, classic Disney cartoons in the movie theater here at Ward Parkway Mall. So Beauty and the Beast, first time saw here, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Pocahontas, that whole series. This was like the place we would come. Have you guys seen all the... Um X-rated, subconscious, conscious things <laughs> in the Disney movies. Oh yeah, like the Little Mermaid castle. Yep. Yeah, in the the yeah, and the, the priest that the marries priest the Little Mermaid gets at the aroused. End. Yeah. Uh, when the Lion King falls down and the 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 smoke or the dust Says comes sex. up, it spells sex. I can't I can't see that one yet. I, mm -hmm. I haven't. I've tried to even when I'm helping with the picture. I can't I can't see sex in it. I don't. <laughs> you got to pause it right at the right moment. Well, no, I've seen the stills, but I've said oh. maybe I'm not creative. Like I, I was able to always get the magic eye back in the day. You know, like the dot mm -hmm. thing. We have to stare at it for like two oh, hours. You see the sailboat, and then, it, and then it pops out at you <laughs> right in 3D. This yeah. episode is really firmly dedicated to the individuals who grew up in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it it's our it only pop cultural <laughs> reference. This is all we can drop for you. That's it. Yeah. Does it? Isn't there another one in Aladdin where where the uh, prince says, uh, "Viewers, take your clothes off" or something? Oh. Yes, I forgot that one. Yeah. And there's also one where they say, uh, "Oh shit," where the monkey is um, is in the in the in the lava, and like the rocks are running. It says, "Oh shit." 
<laughs> we would nail this trivia category and <laughs> group trivia it's contest. Disney yeah. <laughs> secret Disney sex. Subli uh, Subliminal uh, sex. Subliminal. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, we just got some tacos delivered here. Um, we can kind of review these as we go through the episode. Is this the trailer? The trailer, trailer park, park trashy. So this is trailer park trashy. What's in a trailer park? It has it's a fried chicken, green chilies, lettuce. But we got it trashy, and trashy means take off the lettuce and add queso. So you want to give this a try? Let's do it. Maybe it looks great. Bite. Uh, I, I, I like to add queso and add the cheese. I think there's a few select people who think that's too much cheese, but you'll never hear me utter those terms ever at all. This is double cheese, right? Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. What are your thoughts on lettuce on a taco? I love it. Like it? It's a texture. It, I could take it or leave it. Doesn't do a lot for me. I'm not going to object to it if it comes. That's a good point. You know, it's funny. Um, I heard a chef tell me one time that, like, with pizza, if you get more than three ingredients, you're, you're messing it up. So I feel like with a taco, it, you should have that same sort of concept where, like, limit the amount of ingredients because after a while, it just takes, tastes like right. an amalgamation. Plus, you got too much in the taco. It's yeah. falling out. I mean, these are very... This is a very stacked taco. Very well, full. It, well, it's got good um, tortilla-to-meat ratio. Like, you know, I always dislike when you get a sandwich and the meat-to-bread ratio is just off, right? It's like where it's like you get like a, like a, your, your bun's this big and your bread's like like a circle within a circle. Right. It's like I need, I need the meat to be two to one. This is like a chicken tender in a taco, but yeah. calling it a chicken tender is not really accurate. It's like a large hunk of, of fried chicken meat. It is a giant piece it of is. chicken in a taco. Yeah, it's damn good. Carly, ladies first, man. See, see the, uh, everything that's going on with it. It looks damn good, and, and they've kept it simple. A little bit of pico, and then the queso and the cheese, and it's on a, a flour tortilla. It's definitely a taco, because I had to tilt my head in order to appropriately <laughs> eat that, it. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. you've, you've uh, lawyered it, right? I've so. lawyered it. It is absolutely a taco. <laughs> okay. Exhibit A is a taco. Um, it's fantastic. The fried chicken is incredible. It's got a nice, crisp edge, but it's still really easy to eat. Added cheese. This is going to sound bad, but those who are giant fans of, of Taco Bell will know and, and understand and love it. So Taco Bell, Taco Bell, you can add, like, queso to a lot. Uh, you can add queso to, like, your chalupa, which is the method that I use when I go to Taco Bell. Mm. It reminds me of adding queso to your Taco Bell chalupa in the very best, most complimentary way. The chalupa was mind-blowing back in the day. Game changer. It was a total game changer. I mean, it made college for me. <laughs> what about Gord what do, you, do you guys go gordita or chalupa? Gordita. Oh, you're a chalupa. Okay. Hard to the same. What's the difference? Is one soft, one hard? What's the one's fried? Mm -hmm. Chalupa's fried. Obviously, I go fried. I'm from Missouri. Well, you would think, man. The State Fair of Texas is always something fancy that's fried. I just had my first bite of this taco. God, it's dang. delicious. On the bottom, bonus, in the little valley, there's green chilies. That Surprise is, green chilies. And it is some sort of hatch green chili season going on right now in August. Because I know we used to live in Phoenix. And uh, I remember New Mexico is famous for, for green chili. And they used to have oh, places that would, in, in Phoenix, would roast the green chilies in, in that um, little bingo drum. You know, like the black, you know, drum that rotates and it roasts. Yeah. And, and that was, that, I always loved that. Always loved that. Is there anything about this taco you'd, you'd change? Or is it... Uh, would you like it to have the lettuce and maybe no queso? But I would say trashy's the way to go on one of these, right? Absolutely, trashy's the way to go. And I'll also add, I generally don't prefer lettuce on tacos because I like things with spice and kick and flavor. And so to me, you can take lettuce off of a taco and replace it with a kind of pepper. 
and you get that same kind of crunch, but you get better flavor than with the lettuce. And that's kind of what this delivers with the green chilies. You know what, you know what, you know what, you've just, Carl, you've just changed my mind on this, on this episode right now. I'm going to go out and say this. Unless you're a child ordering off the kid's menu, lettuce does not belong on a taco. Get some peppers on that taco. Yeah. But what about like kale? Like what about like a healthy lettuce, right? Like I know you got the iceberg lettuce, right? What about like kale or like some summer greens? No? No, I say no to that. Even the the fancy, like the, like the heirloom or the... You know, if somebody wanted to get really, really fancy with a gringo taco, I'd like to see like some roasted shaved Brussels sprouts on a taco. Oh my goodness. Right? I can't cook. But that's not lettuce. That's not lettuce. But I can brainstorm some good things. I like that. <laughs> we can we can whiteboard, right? We can right. do a SWOT analysis, right? Mm-hmm. On on a taco. Honestly, um, if I was to describe a perfect gringo taco, this would be it. Would you and, like and this tortilla? The tortilla was fantastic. And this is a flour, I'd say, right? Yes. This is a big old yes. flour, yeah. And it feels good. It feels good. Like Soft I can taco. The tactile feel, you can feel like I, I always like when people um, or I don't like when people don't warm up the taco. If you're making tacos at the house and they just serve them to you cold, I'm like, what do you, like, bro, what do you? It's just going to fall apart. Right? And it's going to be like cardboard. You got to soften it up, man. Yeah. You got to do some some prep. It's like if you don't grill bread before a, uh, a sandwich or something like that, like a cheeseburger. What are you even doing? Right? Like, 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 just stop. Just put it down. Just walk away. Get out of here. One out of five golden tacos. What would be your rating on this taco? I'm giving this taco a five. Five out? <laughs> yeah, straight up five. And um, I'll give it a 4.9. Me too. Because you know, I just can't, I can't give it a, a quiet five. I don't feel like nothing deserves a five. I think you should always be chasing that five. But it's a 4.9 with the repeat bar over the nine, right? Yeah. <laughs> nine, 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 seven. <laughs> I would say, I mean, this is a, a hearty taco. Very, this is a meal in itself. I mean, eating two of these would, would really fill you up. Absolutely. I mean, eating one's going to fill you up. Guys, every week here on the show, I like to check the taco news stories of the week. This is the uh, taco ticker. Let's, let's check these taco news stories. All right, so this is the taco ticker. I just want to get your guys' opinions on these stories. Taco ticker story number one. Wife complains about husband's Taco Bell-themed home office gets slammed online. It's always awkward when a couple doesn't share the same love for fast food. A recently married woman took to Reddit to ask for advice on how to handle her husband's Taco Bell-themed home office, which allegedly doesn't fit the motif of the rest of their house. Posting under the name Later, the 24-year-old woman explained that her husband has always had a soft spot for Taco Bell I don't understand. I think it's pretty garbage, even for a fast food chain. Her story continues, long story short, one day I came home and there's a bunch of 90s Taco Bell memorabilia in the garage. Apparently one of the local restaurants was getting a remodel and I guess he bribed the manager to let him grab a booth and some other things. That sounds like an amazing day right there. That's not the direction I thought this story was going. (laughs) Using his own money, the woman's husband apparently bought the Taco Bell materials and set up his office with the materials, which he didn't think was a big deal because it's his space and the wife hardly goes in there. He set it all up and asked the wife how she felt about it. She wrote that she told him her honest feelings. She thought it was ugly and tacky and glorified and a less than mediocre fast food chain. Not to mention it goes against the entire motif of the rest of their living space. Uh, I'm just absolutely stunned and shocked that anyone, much less my husband, would think it's a good idea to set up a Taco Bell booth in our house. She concluded by saying her husband was upset, but that she still felt justified because it's our house and I live here too. Well, I mean, it is 
tacky, but also glorious and amazing. Pretty, it's pretty mind blowing that to be able to do that. I think the whole process of you guys remodeling, and then I like the process of bribing the the owner and manager to be like, hey, can I have those boots? Because those boots hold a special spot. I, I mean, I don't eat Taco Bell anymore. You've elevated. I you've have. Ri- you've risen above Taco I Bell. I have. Yeah. I'm an adult now with a job and kids and a mortgage. So I remember when Taco Bell had a, a 59, 69, and 79 cent menu. <laughs> right. Again, right. this is I'm, the podcast for those who grew up in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, I, I remember getting pinto beans and cheese. At Taco Bell. That's like the hidden menu item it, back then. It was then. so good. You couldn't, it like, was it so wasn't good. on the menu, but you, you knew they had it. And, and I think I liked it because you got the spork, right? They automatically gave you the spork. That was the only thing that was spork-worthy back in the day at Taco Which Bell. Forky has brought that back. Oh, really? And in, in Toy Story 4. Oh. Um, Toy Story 4, reemergence like of the spork. It's, it's, it's honestly like every restaurant should have it. Now you don't have to buy a fork or a spoon. By sports. Kind of brilliant. There was one summer that I ate at Sonic. I think every every other day I ate at Sonic. I ate at Extra Long Cheese Coney. This was back in like middle school when I'd cruise the Fay and Olathe with my brother and we'd stop at Sonic. I'd, and I ended up keeping one. Remember back when Sonic would give you the red tray to set on the glass window? Back when Sonic was real old school. I think I kept the tray. So then I started building my own Sonic shrine at home in my bedroom so I had the red tray and like the Route 44 drink and like the extra long cheese coney so I was very close to this man and building a Sonic in my own bedroom but then it got kind of old and crusty and I threw it all out so see but if you had a booth those Taco Bell booths I think it was like the white plastic with like the maroon padding and I think that was the Taco Bell. It was like that southwestern Mexican motif. Yeah, or, or was it the pink and the, the, the like, turquoise? Yeah. Turquoise. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. The I whole, would kill for one of those booths. It's, it's a collector's item. It really is. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking something like that. I think, like, a lot of stuff, like, a lot of, like, bad restaurants that you like now as an adult, it's based off nostalgia. Because you can, you can time travel, right? You can be like, oh, I remember when I was a kid and I used to eat here and stuff like that. So a lot of it's the nostalgia factor too. And you can't put a price on that. The husband really should have taken the angle in this situation that it's kind of an investment piece because at some point it will be a collector's item and it'll be worth something. And they just get to enjoy it in his home office now. And what better Zoom background could you, can you imagine if you logged into a Zoom call for work and you're like, (laughs) are are you in a Taco Bell? Does he have the swivel chair? You remember they used to have like yeah. the swivel chairs too? Oh, you can swivel are, all the way around. I can feel it right now. <laughs> Waiting for you to do stuff. <laughs> well, and also I think we're probably a couple steps closer now to Demolition Man, right? Where Taco Bell was like the fancy place where you It was the last remaining took, fast, fast food restaurant. Yeah. It won the fast food wars. It did. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really did. So I can see that, right? Where, well, where, did you just hear that Pizza Hut is closing 300 locations? Is Pizza Hut not going to be around in the future? Calling back to the 90s again. You guys remember Book It? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I killed it at Book It. I had that button. I absolutely killed it at Book It every year. I never killed it, but I would still go get the Pizza Hut (laughs) buffet. You made up the book reports to get the personal pan pizza. I didn't make it up. I I never lied. I never fudged the numbers. You just picked the, like, first grade readers when you were in first gra- fifth grade, yeah. checking the box. Checking them all. Like, I've okay. read that before. I, I think I won a, an inflatable uh, dinosaur with Book It. Like, you could, like, check off and win, like, certain items from this checklist, and I think I got an inflatable dinosaur. How, many hundreds, how many hundreds of books did you have to read to get that inflatable dinosaur? I think it was only, like, 50 back then, only or was it, like, 100? 
I'm really embarrassed to say, like, I won the Book It Award, oh. like, every year in elementary school, which means I read the most books. Relatedly, I did not have a lot of friends. <laughs> it's a weird correlation, Carly. Right. It's a weird correlation. I never, never would have that guessed that, together. right? Yeah, that's weird. Do you still read? A lot. I do read a lot. We well, have so to read for work, too, though. I have to read for work, but I do. Re I read about a book a week, a book, uh, a pleasure book, um, nice. one that I like to read. And so for me, during COVID, once the library, Casey Library, opened back up their pop-in pickup where you can order your books online, and then you show up and you get certain locations and you can just walk in and pick them up off the table, that was like a game changer for me. And I was like, all right, I can do this. Once I got my books back. Because it was getting a little slim pickings there for a while. I was reading the books that like I had bought and like just put on my bookshelf years ago and I hadn't gotten to. I was I was deep in that. You're I read desperate. a lot of historical historical biographies there in April. April, yeah, that was a tough April month. April was uh, dark for, for a lot of us. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> Good thing it's all over, huh, guys? <laughs> no, it's we not. We won. Hang a banner. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so do you guys want to hear about a man taking a bath in a Wendy's sink, or do you want to do a cheesy gordita crime story? The gordita crime story, okay. obviously. Cheesy gordita crime. This one's kind of dark. This is the cheesy gordita crime story of the week. This is crime taking place at a Taco Bell. Homeless woman sticks man with syringe at Taco Bell drive-thru. That's an urban legend. <laughs> a trip to get some fast food in the Midway District of San Diego turned into a nightmare after an encounter with a homeless woman in a syringe. Just before noon, a few Thursdays ago, Ralph Badeau was in the drive-thru line at Taco Bell at uh, Midway Drive. It was a busy lunch hour. He ordered, but he had to wait once he reached the pay window. As he waited, he saw a homeless woman in her 40s about 20 feet away. She was rambling, throwing up her hands, talking to herself, said Badeau. He says the woman hit the hood and the window of a bus in the parking lot before she headed towards him. She kind of hit my mirror and started rambling. I said, do you need something? Don't know if that's what triggered something. His driver's window was open. His arm was resting outside the window. All of a sudden, she pulled up her left hand, which had a bag and a syringe with a needle sticking out. She pushed my hand into the car, and when she pushed my hand, the syringe entered my hand. Guys, this is a real dark story. The woman then smacked his window and wandered off. That was a CIA assassination attempt. I mean, as a criminal defense attorney, I just have to say, I think she's a bit misunderstood. <laughs> the woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe she had a warning. Maybe, maybe, maybe she thought it was 2012, right? And she was reading the Mayan calendar. Maybe and she knew something. She might have. Maybe she knew we were heading towards, maybe, I think this took place pre-COVID. I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I hate to, to fault the victim, but if I see a homeless person at a drive through Roll them up. Roll them up. Yeah. You know, you got You assume yeah. syringe? I, I, yeah. I, I, honestly, that's where my, my mind goes. My mind goes to like, what's the worst possible scenario that could happen here? And and I do think, I think syringe or like a, you know, you break a glass bottle and then they could just jab it, you know, so. I think you said that the, the, plas the syringe was in a plastic bag, which was in her hand. Yeah. I think that makes it worse. But see, here's my thing though. When, when you think stuff like that through, if, if you're homeless and you're looking for your next fix always, you're not going to waste drugs on people. That's when, like, my, my mom gave me that whole scare story about the blue star and it being acid, and people at school <laughs> will, will hold on erasers, and they'll put it on your skin, right? And I'm like, what? Are, what are, what's your propaganda here? Are you trying... It's kind of like, like at, at Halloween every year where they, you know, they say parents check your kids' candy Wait. before you give it to them. I'm like, like, what drug dealer is, like, like sliding the good stuff yes. into the candy for an eight-year-old? Yes, 
Well, my only thing was razor blades in the apple. Like, that was super logical. What kid's going to eat the apple? <laughs> Never accept an apple. Never. On Halloween. What, what is the uh, weirdest thing you guys have seen at a, in a Taco Bell drive-thru? What's the weirdest thing that's happened to you? Carly, can I ask you a lawyer question? Sure. Statue limitations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you were to put, if, if there was supposed to be like roadkill in a drive-thru window, what's, that's punishable? Thrown through? At the person in the it it would be it could be uh, <laughs> if it if it touches you it could be a battery if it's an okay. intentional battery. What's the statute of limitations? So on that? statute of limitations for personal injury will depend on the state in which it happened. Texas. Uh, I don't know Texas <laughs> off the top of my head. My guess is it's anywhere between two and five years. Follow up with me after this. I'll let you know. I'll look it up for you. I have a, I probably it's probably my greatest story ever, and I don't think it's first time I've ever told it on air. <laughs> Nice. So we always, like, my, my, my mom's dad would leave at home by myself for the summer before my senior year of high school and after my senior year of high school for the summer. They would go to Montana. So we'd be gone. So at my house, it would be a hangout place. We never have big parties. We have, like, five or ten of us hanging out. And we'd always be, like, a bunch of dudes, right, in high school, uh, seniors or just graduated, seniors in high school. Like, we're bored. What's up? So my buddy comes in. Um, and he goes, hey, man, I, I saw a dead, uh, a dead coyote about 30 miles, ago, 30 miles away. You want me to go get it? <laughs> a dead what? Dead coyote. Coyote. But you said it with one syllable, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, so anyways, so we, he grabs it, right? And my buddy had like a, like a pickup truck. And we're like, what do you want to do with it? And we're like, I don't know. Let's go throw it in a Taco Bell drive through window. That's what my other buddy said. <laughs> so three dudes get in the back and get in this dude's single cab pickup truck. And my buddy's lying in the back next to this dead coyote. And me and my buddy are across the street at the gas station watching it. <laughs> so they order, they order, and then they pull up a little bit. And this is before drive through windows automatically or whatever. So my buddy pops up and he grips the, the, the coyote by the scruff and the hindquarters, <laughs> right, in the back of the truck. And he heaves it into the window, right? And you know, it's, it's stiff as a board, right? So the back, the back legs hit hit the, the bottom of, of the window and it cartwheels in, right? And this Taco Bell, they had like this, you know, they had the glass dining room. So we see everybody like just scramble, right? Just scramble over, over the boards because we're across the street. And then they, they leave, right? My buddies leave. And me and another buddy, we go to that same, the drive-thru, because the drive-thru's on the street. And, um, you know, we, 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 we pull up and I'm like, hey, can I, can I get a taco? And, or I'm sorry, can I get a gordita? Or chalupa, I forget which one I get. And they're like, um, um, no. And I'm like, okay, can I get a taco? They're like, um, uh, no. I'm like, what's wrong? She goes, someone just threw a dead dog through our window. <laughs> I have a lot of observations and some questions. So what's up? So there's no way I'm topping. I don't know how anyone could top that <laughs> as the weirdest thing that has happened to you in a Taco Bell drive-thru. Yeah. So step one. Two, whenever you talk about your youth in Texas... And the story, you slip back into your draw a little bit, which is appropriate and adds a flavor to the story that I think would be missing if you if you didn't. It's a nice added touch. It is. Well, it, I, people always think like like are from the East Coast or something like that because I don't have it, but it'll come out because I got uh, some buddies who are, you know, from the country and they they talk like that, but. For the most part, I don't say y'all or, or anything like that. I don't, yeah. See, I do use y'all because I do think it is an appropriate word when there's an indiscriminate number of people, but it's not a large group. Uh-huh. Y'all works really well there. I say fixin'. 
Fixin'? That's a good one. My yep. nieces and nephews would always say fixin' to. And so my sister would say, I thought I told you to put your shoes on. And they said, Mom, I'm fixin' to. <laughs> and I once asked for a definition of fixin' to. And the definition, according to those Texans, was that fixin' to was that you were thinking about doing it. You just hadn't done it yet. I like that. I'm fixin' to. I like Isn't, that. Uh, aren't uh, food ingredients also fixins? Fixins. fixins. They are fixins. Mm-hmm. It's a generic term. It's like how, okay, if, if you wanted a... Um, a carbonated beverage with high fructose corn syrup from a, a, a fountain. What would you? How would you order it? I'm from here, so I'd say pop. Uh, soda. Soda. Soda pop. No, soda I, pop? I I would just say Coke because we oh, always you say Coke. Coke. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, okay, you want? What do you want? And you say, I want a Sprite. Right. Is that what you? Is that how you do it? <laughs> that only happens if you order it in the South. <laughs> that's, that, that, if you that, order that's it here, I grew you're up. getting Coke. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just get Coke. Yeah. But no, that that's it's like a two-step process to order a, a, a Coke, right? Like, hey, I want a Coke. Okay, what kind? You know, that kind of just starts Dr. the combo. Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It's like the clean. Yeah. <laughs> that it should be Dr. In Pepper. Texas, in it's Texas, it's gonna be Dr. Yeah. Pepper. Yeah. Well, that's a, see, that's a Waco thing. But everyone everyone loves Dr. Pepper. Did you guys know that because of COVID, there's a Dr. Pepper shortage? Really? Excuse me? Is it a distribution thing or is it a... I don't know. I guess they lost the, uh, I mean... They That's just, it. That's they... what broke me. I'm done. You're done with COVID? Have you guys ever had <laughs> Dublin Dr. Pepper? No. no. What's that? So it's Dr. Pepper and it's made with imperial sugar or pure cane sugar. So How do you get it? You can order it off the inter- interwebs. It's called Dublin? It's the term, but it's, yeah, it's, um, so it's instead of made with the um, NutraSweet or whatever, it's made with Imperial Cane Sugar. I'll try it's that out. It's damn good. Wow. It's a subtle little, if you're a Dr. Pepper fan, highly recommend it. Well, guys, thanks for checking those taco news stories. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This segment of Taco the Town is brought to you by DJ Stan Tate. When you want the best in DJ services, look no further than DJ Stan. From special events for groups small or large, indoor or outdoor, corporate or private, DJ Stan is the five-star award-winning DJ who provides music, lighting, event management, and MC services. Book DJ Stan today by visiting djstan.com. That's D-J-S-T-A-N-N.com. Yes, that's Stan with two N's. Why two N's? Because he's twice as nice. Now go ahead and find out how nice by clicking djstan.com. We got our second tacos here. Nick, you got the green chili pork, which is pork carnitas, green chilies, cotija cheese, cilantro, onions, and a lime wedge with tomatillo sauce on a corn tortilla. And Carly, you got the Democrat. Obviously. Which is beef barbacoa, avocado, tojilla cheese, cilantro, onions, and a lime wedge. And cotilla is the uh, Mexican Parmesan. Right. It's the sawdust. Yeah, which I love Oaxaca, on a taco. Oaxaca is kind of like the, the, the mozzarella, sort of. Those look and, real good. You and gotta... so this is, an authentic, this is an authentic taco. So we went from, from gringo to authentic, because you can tell this is a, a different sort of tortilla. Right. My Democrats on a corn tortilla. Cheers. Nice, yeah. Let me know what you think. That is a good taco. How's that avocado? Avocado on top is excellent. It also has a lime wedge, which adds a nice little flavor and a little verde salsa. It's got a nice little kick to it. It's what's, got that that rising heat. What's this sauce they gave? Is this? This looks like a maybe an avocado ranch. A, a crema. If you wanted to make it a little more gringo. Right. I like that. I like that. Nick, you know, how uh, was yours? Oh, it's fantastic. So I got the um, what was it called? The green chili pork. Yep. So I'm a sucker. If 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 I uh, like, I don't like red sauce. I like verde. Like if if I can substitute any any Mexican restaurant if it's got a red sauce. Uh, even my wife knows I, d- I despise red sauce. I despise marinara, and I despise red sauce. You just got a thing against tomatoes. 
But I love, here's my thing, I love heirlooms. Like summer is not summer until I can slice up an heirloom, put some salt on it, and just eat it as my snack. Like I love tomatoes and I love pico. So pico, it's not, it's, yeah. you know, it's when you process tomatoes. You're a complicated That's, man. I am super complicated. <laughs> P- people would say I'm extra, I believe is, is the term. And I'm, no. and I'm, I'm yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? You wouldn't, you would never guess it, would you? Did you like this taco better than the, uh, the, the trailer park? It's a tough comparison because they're not like, that was, like I said, gringo, not a bad word, gringo taco. And this is like a legit, authentic Mexican taco. Absolutely. I think the Democrat reminds me, it's, it's a little thicker than a street taco, but it's got a lot of the flavorings of a street taco. So if you're kind of a taco purist uh, and you also believe tacos should have about three ingredients, the Democrat's a great option. Mine has the diced yellow onions, white, white and yellow onions. I think it's white or, I don't know, white or yellow, but um, purple red onions in a taco. No, it's, it, 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 it dominates the, 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 the scene. I don't like those. I was listening to you the other day on the radio, and you had a very amazing conversation about avocado or uh, guacamole. Yes, yes. Uh, you had a very amazing conversation about guacamole, and it was, uh, and you were talking about the red red onion versus the yellow onion. What's your guacamole opinion? So I'm a purist. Being half Mexican, guacamole is just basically you can just call it a smushed avocado with garlic salt. That's so you're not guac. a fan. No, now, look at me. I'm 270 pounds, not by accident, right? I'm going to complain about it, but I'm going to love it and eat the hell out of it. And, and, if, and if you're telling me join a team, then I'm on team pure, pure smashed avocados. Like a baby. Yes. Who likes garlic salt? There you yes. Go. I know that was a subtle jab, but I'm okay with it. It was no critique at all. Uh, How do you feel about guacamole? So I'm kind of picky about guacamole. I actually like my guac to have, I like kind of the trailer park guac version. Like I want you to put stuff in it. I want it to have, you know, throw some corn in there, uh, add a little bit of spice, some salt. The best guacamole I've ever had in my entire life was at a traditional Mexican restaurant in Sedona, Arizona called Elote cafe. It's kind of famous. Sedona's not super big. You can go there, you know, during their, even during their non-busy season, it's going to have like a three hour wait. They put slivered almonds in the guacamole. Holy. A little bit of extra crunch. Incredible. Slivered or like diced? Like slivered? Like like slivers of almonds uh, on top of the guac. A little bit of extra crunch. I'm with that. I like it. I'm with that because Mm -hmm. it's a, uh, I mean, almonds are so neutral that you can easily do it and a little bit of crunch. And you know what? Maybe some some added health benefit. Absolutely. That's also my opinion on salads. I know that this is not a podcast on salads. If it was, it'd be a lot more boring. Taco salad. <laughs> taco, taco salad. Cool uh, concept, by the way, that, that we're sleeping on. Right? <laughs> the thing that makes taco salad good is the crunch. Every salad needs a little bit of crunch. If you're not going to supply it with croutons, you got to add like some What about almonds. those little tortilla strips? Love them. Yeah. Love it. I would prefer a taco salad over croutons because I am team croutons could die forever. And, you know, we'll just, just have to feed the stale bread to the pigeons. It's just crusty bread. Now, the only, really? good, the only good crouton <laughs> is the one from Houston's. That's right. Oh, gosh. Houston's. We haven't. Remember? Miss Houston's. Ew. I love their we fries. We ate there twice in the last week. Oh, which one did you go to? The one in Kansas City when they closed, before they closed. Oh, on their last week. On oh, their okay. last week, yeah. yeah. Missed that place. Um, guys, I have this little game I like to play here. This is called Town of the Taco. This Ooh. is where we discuss the town that the tacos are in, Kansas City. I have Kansas City topics in this cup. 
And you guys will pull a topic and we will discuss. Carly, would you like to go first? Absolutely. I like this. See, this is like, I love Collins and I love random, right? I love, this is my favorite. This I love this. No one's prepared for this. Right. He's got a big, Dave's got a big, big cup of, of fold up <laughs> notes. Kansas City fashion. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, do you want to do another no, one? No, no, no. We got this. I have... I have a, a, a great, so a friend of mine, I went to school at the University of Nebraska. I'm, I'm from here, from Kansas City. Nebraska was the detour. And, and then my Nebraska friends have scattered. And my very best friend from college lives in New York City. But she comes here often to visit me and other people. And one time she came here a couple years ago and she was like, why is everyone here wearing something with Kansas City on it? And I had yes, never noticed yes, until that point. Yes. And so I, I looked and I was like, not every... We were, she came for Boulevardia the yes. year that Bleachers played. It, and then we played a game at Boulevardia. And so now... <laughs> not a drinking game because you, um, you're still oh, here. I mean, you don't died. need to play a drinking game at Boulevardia. I mean, the, it's, in, it's inherent in the event. But so now, wherever she goes... She can travel before COVID, travel the world, travel the country, and she'll snap a picture and they'll be, and she'll send it to me. And she's like, you guys are everywhere. She's like, I have never seen a town rep the town more than Kansas City reps its town. So so coming from Texas, right, where it's a cult and, and you don't know jack squat outside of the state of Texas. Like when I committed to K-State to play football and we were driving there for the spring game and I was still a senior in high school. And I'm like, oh shit, I think Kansas is like up by Minnesota. This is gonna be like an 18 hour drive. And lo and behold, it's just one one state past Oklahoma. You know, that's and it's like a quick little six and a half hour drive. And um, my, my buddy from Texas, he married a girl from Independence, uh, from from um, yeah Independence or from Lee, Lee Summit. Mm-hmm. And he said the same thing Carly just said, where who got together and said let's just let's let's rebrand Kansas City, and let's stamp it on shirt. And, and you got to credit Charlie Hustle. Yep, right. They are Absolutely. a kick ass company, and they they rep this city, and it's so cool. And I like them because they make long shirts, and I'm a torso tall person, so. And they're the softest shirts oh. you've ever worn as well. So. I think you're wearing a Charlie Hustle shirt right now. I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. Do it, do it. Dave. And it's one of the, well, it's his undershirt. Well, yeah, we are we are all from different colleges. Carly, Nebraska. Kansas State. Kansas State. I am a Jayhawk, so. Nice. I got the All heat, fog. enter yeah. the fog. Yeah, yeah. enter yeah. the fog shirt. This is one of the it. softest shirts Wear it a lot. It's unreal. It's like it's like it's like you buy it and you wash it twice, and you're like, oh yeah, I've had this shirt for 10, 20 years, something like that. Yeah, it's amazing. And also too, Casey Fashion, R.I.P. Baldwin, man. That sucks that they had to. I um, saw their clothes. They had to close yeah. their doors. So that really, I thought that I had a lot of Baldwin jeans. Those and I'm Baldwin like, hats were pretty big for a while. Except yeah. except they look like a yarmulke <laughs> yeah. on me because I have a, like a massive head. So I I would love to wear hats, but. I can't. They don't. They don't love me. Town of the Taco, Kansas City, you're the place I love. Mm. Uh, Nick, do you want to pull a topic here? All right, drum roll, please. All right, what do we got here? It says Casey needs a blank. What a burger, man! I think we're getting one. I, I like how we paid Mahomes half a billion dollars, <laughs> and he was like, and a Whataburger. And we said, and a Whataburger. That's amazing, because he's from Tyler. He's from Tyler. That's he's right. from Tyler, Texas. So, like I said, that's East Texas. You know, they got a lot of pine trees out there. It's the, a different world. The closest Whataburger here is... Springdale, uh, Arkansas. Or uh, Tulsa. Yep, or Tulsa. Tulsa. Uh, I think Springdale's only like three and a half, and Tulsa's four. Yeah. Does this Whataburger have tacos? No. Yes, no. they do. Actually, they do. to me... Um, their burgers are, are good, and like we talked about earlier, it's a nostalgia thing. It reminds me of being drunk with my buddies and eating there late night. You know, I've never been to Whataburger 
you know, when the sun was up. <laughs> That's the difference between me and you. Really? One of them. <laughs> Is that you've only been to Whataburger during the day? No, I like it during oh, the day. Yeah. I don't need to be drunk to go to Whataburger. Oh, okay. Yes. Which one do you go to? So my sister lives in Texas. So okay. when we go down there, I would go to Whataburger down there. Anytime I'm in Texas and, and with work or whatnot, I would uh, swing through a Whataburger. I like What's a classic 50s-style burger, like a diner-style classic burger. What's your favorite KC burger joint? I like the local pig burger. So it used to be, you know, you had to go to the food truck in the East Bottoms. Now they've got their location in the River Market. I think Local Pig has a fantastic burger. Second, we were talking about late night menus. Everything's better after 10 p.m. Corvino Supper Club, their burger on their late night menu, not their traditional menu, the burger on the late night menu. Phenomenal. That's some out of the box thing, and I didn't even think they had a late night menu. To me, my Whataburger is the breakfast taquitos. That is oh, they got taquitos. low key best thing on the menu. I'll try and, it. And what it is, it's like a rolled, it's a rolled up taco. And then it's got, you know, potatoes, chorizo, cheese, and, and that is, is my favorite. And, and that's your drunk favorite. You get two bacon, egg, and cheese taquitos, and you get a burger. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It yeah, is. I so, can't wait till it gets here. It's going to be in Lee's Summit, right? Is that yes. right? Yes. Okay, guys, this is the time of the show where we give our final review of the tacos we had here tonight at Torchy's. What did everybody think? What's your final rating overall of Torchy's with the, with the queso and the two tacos that you had here? Absolutely worth a visit. I loved it. I think if you want gringo tacos, you want a filling meal, the trailer park taco, excellent choice. But I also like that they have traditional tacos on the menu. The Democrat meets that bill. The meat quality on both tacos is fantastic. I judge a taco by the meat quality a lot and excellent meat quality. And also the tortillas stayed intact on both tacos. Another it did. Yeah. Mine is huge, still, I've only eaten half huge, of this one. It's still in, in place. So. That's a huge point. I, I was going to say that that's the main thing because you need to sort of like the, the whole chip thing and, you know, being able to hold it from far back. When you lift up this taco and, and they're loaded, and even that, that massive chicken tender with the, the trashy, make it trashy, where they ixnay the, the health and add the, the goodness, is it holds up. But it's not too thick where it's like, God, that's a mouthful of, of dough. It's, right. it, they've really nailed the, the, the proportions of meat and ingredients to tortilla, which is, is huge. And they also have, they're like me, they're all-encompassing. So we got your gringo style. And we got your authentic style, which so they're not they're non-elitist. They're saying, you know, you can bring your snobby ass friend here and you can bring your friend who who gets, you know, meat and cheese. An excellent location for anyone who, like Nick, really likes the green chili flavor because you saw that consistently from the queso to the queso in the trailer taco to, uh, you know, we had the verde sauce with our traditional tacos. Excellent flavor consistently. Yeah, it's an underused Mexican ingredient is the green chili because my mom, you know, she's Mexican. She scoffs at like a lot of things like my mom scoffs at black beans. She says that's Cuban. And she's kind of cilantro where she's kind of like, eh, it's kind of like whatever. I mean, I mean, we make beans and we like we buy the whole beans and we got to sort them out because sometimes there's rocks. If you ever seen whole beans. Oh, snap. If you've ever seen whole beans, right? If you're, you know, I'm talking about like the bag of beans we got to cook for 12 <laughs> hours is you have to put them on the table. You have to sort them out because there's legit rocks in there. 
You'll find about one or two rocks in a bag. But yeah, so that's, and it's pinto beans only. That's legit. So are you sticking with the 4.9 out of five? A thousand percent, okay. yes. Amazing. Carly, look. what's your final rating? I'll drop it down to a 4.9. I'll do a 4.9. Okay. Yeah, right, excellent. right. Because only because it's like you want to strive for that. You want to strive for that, right. I'll do a four, I'll do a 4.7 out of five golden tacos. Okay. This is a, I mean, I can't wait to try all the tacos. And they also have a taco of the month every month here. A new taco is introduced every month for a limited time. So we like the tacos here. And usually we do bad reviews in a funny voice, but I want to keep things a little more positive lately. We're in the middle of the pandemic. Let's keep things happy. So let's read some good reviews and funny voices. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Uh, who do you have there, Carly? So I have Laurel S. And the okay. voice, I'm not going to necessarily change my voice, but I'm going to definitely do the thing where women in their early 20s kind of lift at the end of the sentence. So there's never a, a declarative. There's just always a, is it a question? <laughs> so like Laurel that. says, oh my God, yum, yum, yum. I'm a fan. The first time we tried to come here, they weren't open yet due to COVID. Second time the line was out the door, it was all the way to the street. Third time, a charm. Go there for lunch about noon. Line was very reasonable. I ordered the trailer trash taco and the shrimp taco, and my friend and I like shared an order of the queso. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. I honestly don't know. Like, which did I like better? The weird thing is they kept trying to deliver us queso. Like, after we already had queso. Laurel. Laurel's going only four stars. She's like uh, she's oh, underperforming okay. on that. That was great. I was I always like to break down a review because, um, you know, when you, like, book a trip, you read, like, the like TripAdvisor, and you could always tell... It's like the first sentence, right? They're like, didn't have my, got there and didn't have my luggage, right? And it's like the whole trip was wrecked. Right. Like it was like, like the sun was too bright. Um, you know, the drinks were too strong. You know, you could just tell like they just, they can't recover. I love it when they're like, there's something geographic that explains why it's bad. They're like, we insisted on a west facing room. <laughs> and then the sun in the evening was terrible. God, Right? Yeah, that's you know when they get specific. Like what is this your writer? Are you are you, you know, um, you know, Mariah Carey and you know, they're fetting you or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I'll do Ben S and cause this is an Austin location, I'll I'll try to attempt a Matthew McConaughey voice. Oh yeah, nice. All right, all right, all right. Huge fan of Torchies from all their Austin locations. So when I learned that Torchies was open in the KC the same week I moved there, it was fate that I had to go right away. This location captures all Torchy's magic in a new setting. It was a little busy when we went, opening weekend, but the line moved quickly. We ordered all the usuals, Miga's taco, fried avocado taco, side of rice, corn, chips, and salsa. Everything came out quickly and was delicious. Service was prompt, friendly, and efficient, and the manager was checking on customers. There was also ample parking and seating, with about half of the ladder being outdoors. Prices were very reasonable. Our bill was under $25. We'll definitely be back. Four stars. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I think your Matthew McConaughey voice is the same as your coyote voice. <laughs> it, it, it might be. It might be. I mean, it's very, very similar. Well, guys, I mean, I would recommend everybody check this place out. I mean, it's brand new. Very good. Um, it's right here at Ward Parkway, right on State Line. If you're making a trip to Target, like, 
Carly or Trader Joe's for their tortillas. Trader Joe's, That's right. yeah, yeah. Get some inspiration here. Head over to Trader Joe's. Make yes. a little shopping list. Don't go to the store hungry. That's a fatal mistake. Oh man. So yeah, everybody, check it out. We'll be right back after this break. Hey everybody, Dave from Taco the Town here. I wanted to let all of our listeners know about a new podcast from our executive producer Chris Garibaldi. It's called the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast. It's a movie review podcast where Chris and his old childhood chums, Jim and Rick, review movies from their childhood that they watched on VHS and they remember being great. They watch the film again and determine if the film that they loved as teens holds up or if it should be lost forever. They review movie classics such as The Wicker Man and Sharky's Machine. So be kind and unwind with the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast. Available now on Podbean. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. This is Taco Topics. This is where you guys answer the ultimate taco questionnaire. I just want to know the truth on all this stuff. Feel okay. free to bear your taco soul. Oh, I love this. I love confessionals. Here we go. Food. Question number one out of 736. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Quality tortilla. I prefer corn. Yeah. It's got to be because there's a feel. Like there's a certain feel. Like you can feel the flour on, on, a, on, a, good, on a good quality tortilla. And you can feel that it's homemade and, and definitely soft. And it's got, it can't be, it's got to be soft. And it's got to be warmed up or charred. There's got to be some some heat element to it. These are great tortillas. Tonight. They're fantastic, yeah. and it can make or break a taco. And then and then I look for um, the the ratio. Got to have a proper ratio. I don't want to be forced to eat a taco with a fork. Yes, right. right. Should it have no whole purpose. No forks at a unless taco you have place. Doritos and you're making yourself like a little, you know, a, a thing back in the day. Like I eat my tacos on the x-axis, so it would drop down and I could scoop it with Doritos. <laughs> Maybe drop some French fries inside Maybe, that. Whatever. Yeah. Question number two: Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft shell corn over flour. And I'm soft shell flour. If if I had a preference, but obviously I love either. It's like picking what's your favorite kid. Right. It depends on the day. Right. You have one. Yeah, of course I do. Okay. And it's, it's our dog. <laughs> hot or mild salsa, or maybe just a little bit of a lime on there. I like hot. I like a kick. Yeah. I like a good a good good spice. Some heat. But not where it dominates, right? You never, it's so good to be a symphony, man. Everything, all the ingredients have to work together. Okay, this is a big one. I need to know pro cilantro or no cilantro? If I get a choice, I'd rather not have it on there. But if it's on there, it needs to be an appropriate portion. I'd say in our modern era of Instagram and social media, you need it. Because I, I can, it, it can get lost in the sauce and I'm okay with that. Because it provides, it's like um, combing your hair, you know? Sometimes it looks good, sometimes it doesn't, right? So... <laughs> <laughs> Throw some cilantro on there. It's like, you know, if you haven't showered in a couple of days, you just run a, run a comb through your hair and you'll yeah. be all right. Cilantro is the dry shampoo of tacos. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. <laughs> and some people think it tastes like shampoo. Yes. So Favorite side dish, chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guac. Carly? Queso. Man, it depends if, it depends if like, I'm hungover. If I'm hungover, I would say queso. Uh, but if it's normal dinner, then I want to save some calories. I'd say uh, guac. This is a new one to this show. F. Mary Kill salsa oh. queso guac. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Carly. Uh, fuck salsa. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Mary queso kill guac. That was hard, though. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. You guys are really thinking this over. I'm going to say kill queso just for health purposes because it's all three. It's three of them, right? So I'm like. 
kill queso, and I'll marry salsa. Salsa's always going to be there yeah. for you. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly, right? And then it's like salsa, it, there's so many variations on it, too. Like, my favorite salsa of all time is in La Hacienda, and that's a Dallas area-based restaurants. And they do this, like, warm, and it's like a darker, darker, like, um, verde salsa. That and sounds like nice. A, a red, black, and it's, it's served hot, and they got big, thick chunks of, I don't know, God knows what in it. And it's delicious. I'd elevate a salsa verde to like a casually date. Salsa oh, casually verde, right? date, right? <laughs> or like late night hookup buddy type That's thing, right. right? Yeah. If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? At a Mexican restaurant? Or just in general in Kansas City, what's something that you eat just as much as I eat tacos? Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah. If but do you get say, burritos? Like, no. Okay. I get the bowls. I get the, the salad, okay. no dressing. Uh, and I get, they have a really good pico and they have a really good verde at Chipotle. And their guac has red onions, but I'm okay with it. Probably and sushi. Probably sushi. Do you have a favorite KC sushi place? I like Bob's on 39. Bob's Wasabi. Yes. I mean, I'm brokenhearted over Nara. RIP. I, I know. I worked downtown, and Nara was my streetcar stop, lunch stop. Nice. Love that place. But uh, for quality of sushi, I like Bob's. Sushi House is really good, too, in Town Center. It's fantastic. And uh, Sushi Uni on 87th and Lenexa. Legit. Have you ever been to the sushi train place? No, not yet. I used oh. to call. Oh, it's so good. Seventy fifth and Neiman. Yeah, yeah, that's right by my house. So you would never know that there's a magical train in there that serves sushi. That's amazing. But it, All food should be delivered by train, right? <laughs> <laughs> or like Fritz's, right? right? You guys been to Fritz's where they, yes. they get the train on the ceiling and they Love drop it. it down? Very appropriate during COVID times, right? Yes, it is. It's contactless and it's contactless not AI. delivery. It's pretty. They're I ahead of their time. They really are. They oh, I just wore their. Uh, Charlie Hustle t-shirt yesterday of Fritz's. Oh, they have one? I didn't yeah, know they cool. had one. They ha now you know. I do. Okay, in your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? Kansas City is a great food town. It's got great food. We were talking earlier about how you don't have, foodie doesn't mean it has to be fancy. It's got to have good flavor. And I think we have that across the spectrum. And I, I like to tell people Kansas City has been exceeding low expectations since 1895. <laughs> and I think that that's definitely true when it comes to tacos. People wouldn't look at Kansas City on the map and say that's a great taco destination. But you can think of all the wonderful places here, everything from authentic to gringo tacos, all across the map, all around the whole metro area. We're a great taco place. I'd say absolutely hell yes. I'm half Mexican, from Dallas, lived eight years in Phoenix, and, and you know tacos. I know tacos. I know Mexican food, right? I am, I'm legit. Like, I'll go to first time Mexican food, I'm ordering enchiladas. That's my, that's how I judge your, your establishment, and obviously besides chips and salsa. But to me, when, when my mom, I took her to San Antonio Tortoria, and I'm like, here, let's get these tacos, and she was impressed. And she Love is that like, place. she'll always throw like side barbs at my wife, like, like, oh, Kansas City Mexican, you know, or blah, blah, you know, something like that. But she couldn't, she was dumbfounded by how delicious they were. And if you go on Southwest Boulevard, there are, there are, there's about five or 10 Mexican spots that could hold their own toe-to-toe -to -toe heavyweight championship with any place in Austin, Dallas, Phoenix, anywhere. For sure. Kansas City is, is low-key one of the best Mexican spots in America. I agree, highly agree. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? Always, because I eat too much queso at the beginning, and then I can't finish the taco. No self-inflicted you got to work on that i know and tonight I, we actually had the queso on the taco so that would fill you up even more yeah 
Yeah. You started with the fried chicken taco. It's been wrong. <laughs> that was the wrong one to start with. Yeah, we didn't do the plating or the, the courses <laughs> properly, right? Yeah. It's a hell of an appetizer. I know, right? Uh, do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobia? Something that'll turn you off if it's, if it's on a taco. I was in Topeka, and it, this tortilla was just god awful. And and I was like, "What are you doing here?" Just it, I just I could just I could just tell by looking at it that it was going to be a terrible. And I picked it up, and I'm like, well, "How did you make this? Like, a, was it a wet tortilla? No, it was just it was just it didn't feel it felt rubbery, artificial, rubbery, or just rubbery paper." paper. Something it was. It felt like they compressed ten layers of wax paper. Mine is the 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 tortilla that falls apart in your hand, and then you're left eating your taco. You're left with a mess. Your hands are juicy, and then you're eating your taco with a fork. That's a taco no no. That's that's party a, foul. That's taco a bad party foul. taco night right there. And what and you know what one I just added tonight. Too many ingredients. It means you're trying to hide. It feels suspicious. The trying too hard right? taco. You're cooking the books. Mm-hmm. Right, you're trying right. to you're 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 Dennis Kozlowski, and you're trying to hide your errors at Tyco Worldcom, whatever he was at. Right, you're trying to you're trying to fudge them. You're Arthur Anderson uh, cooking the books for Enron. Right, that's to be a Carly specific. That's right. Are you understanding right? that reference, Carly? Yeah, he's he's aiming it for okay. the audience. Yeah. Yes, yep. I am. Okay, this is the speed round. These are just different taco types. I just want to know yay or nay on these different taco types. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Taco pizza. No. Nay. Taco salad. Yes. Yay. Taco burgers. Yeah, no. Nay. Taco dogs. No. Um, in undecided, I've never had one, but in that book I read, it talked about the origin had like the like the the, the wiener rolled up in the flour tortilla. So, um, question, right? I'll, I'm I'm curious. Okay. Taco <laughs> curious. Okay. Taco curious. That's uh, right. yeah. Dogs dressed like tacos. Definitely. Here for it. Yeah. Breakfast tacos. Hundred thousand percent. Yes. Invented in. Austin, Texas, they say. Yes. Or Corpus Christi also claims to be the home of really? the breakfast taco. South Texas. Yeah. Interesting. Texas road trip. You can investigate that claim. I want that to. That would be. And you know, that's the only thing I miss about Texas is is the the lack of a good breakfast taco. Because I grew up, man, you can, you can throw a rock up in there and Everywhere. hit 10 different breakfast uh, taco joints. I have brisket tacos with eggs, and that's, oh, you guys. Are, oh. I guess Torchy's, this place opens at 10 for breakfast tacos. Shut the so, front door. Yeah. You're going to have to come back. Yeah. Um, walking tacos? Absolute yes. Yes. Uh, had never heard about it until a couple years ago. And like, I, I, I saw it and I was like, what the hell is this? And my wife was like, oh yeah, it's where you just ripped the side of a bag of Doritos. I go, sold. <laughs> Are you more Fritos or Doritos with a walking taco? Doritos. Either. Don't okay. care. I, both are my favorite types of chips. Taquitos. Yes. What's your definition of a taquito? Uh, the rolled, uh, rolled tacos. Fried. Fried. Meat yeah. and cheese in the middle. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fried taco? I mean, <laughs> taco soup. Yes. Is that tortilla soup or taco soup? I think it's different. I think it's Is it different. It's different than tortilla soup. Yes. There's a little more meat in it. Yes. Okay. Uh, miniature tiny tacos. Lame. Yeah. Not, not good. Not enough bang for your buck. Yeah, exactly. It's like, and, like, and then I have to order 20. It's kind of why I don't order crab legs either. It's a lot of work for a little bit of food. Not crab legs. No, lobster. Crab legs. If you get king crab legs, it's uh, to me, it's the greatest meat to work ratio because you snap that femur and you've got like a, a chicken tender <laughs> size crab, you know, like try it again, but try okay. the king crab legs. Okay. okay. And then vehicle for butter. That's true. Oh, oh. Butter. Choco tacos. Yes. yes. Hey, that's an old school 90s Taco Bell. 90s, from the, 90s Taco from Bell. Ice cream I remember truck. the Choco. That was like the only legit, uh, legit dessert 
It was Choco Taco and Hagen Dazs. So it's the only, you know. You know, there's a lot of people out there doing the show that I've learned don't like Choco Tacos. And I just well, think they're, they're wrong. Just, they're wrong. I would love to hear, like, who wronged you? Who wronged you? Right. right? Who hurt you? They yeah. say they don't like chocolate. I'm like, wait, you don't like chocolate? Does that mean you don't like ice cream, too? I mean. And, and didn't it have, like, like a, 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 like a piece of nougat or yeah. something? Like, in, like a bonus in the right. middle? Am I, am I romanticizing nougat. the Choco Taco? No, it had something in it there. It had yeah. something in yeah. it. Yeah. Tacos with a show made out of a fried chicken breasted naked chicken chalupa. I'm going to go no. Too much. Too much. Too trying much. too hard. Taco yeah, trying too hard. You are trying too hard. It's like, no, it's casual, man. Mm -hmm. Keep this chill. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco from Taco Bell? No, because no. I, think, I think if you're going to put an egg in a taco, it's got to be just a scramble scramble or sunny side up. question, too. I mean, that's the pur purpose of the tortilla is to shield the hand from the yes. inner goodness. Yes. Right. It's, it's a barrier. Mm-hmm. For the ingredients in your fingers. And an egg is slippery. It was very slippery. I, it, I don't think it's on the menu anymore. Last thing, uh, tacos served with french fries and nacho cheese. Lame. No. Got to go chips and salsa. But stoner and salsa. food. And I think Taco oh, yeah. Bell has adapted the fact that they're the, the, the secret stoner location. Right. But total, like, I'm against that. I think and they leaned into that with the fourth man. meal slogan. Man. <laughs> if they could just curb all the crime happening in their drive-thru, then <laughs> everything would be okay. Uh, this is a big one, guys. A favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos. Is there something that gets you really fired up? I'd say My Hometown by, I think, Charlie Robinson. You know? That's a good That's a one. Because it reminds me of my youth and, and tacos. And so, but I would say some sort of, like, country song. I don't know what that's Red Dirt Country or if that's whatever type of country. Is there a yeah. verse in that song about throwing a dead guy <laughs> 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 No, but there's a good verse and, and I love it because it's like, he goes, went to college like they asked me to, but they didn't ask my friends. And it's like, my friends still love it when I talk about that year. You know, and it just talks about growing up. I had a buddy who, who worked the oil, oil rig uh, you know, back in the day too. So it's got all your, oh, nice. your classic, you know, jobs as, as youths in Texas. It's pretty cool. Carly, do you have a favorite? Something that gets you really fired up? On oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Baseball yeah. walk-up song, but it's like you're getting tacos. Uh, then you got to go Trap Queen. Trap Queen? <laughs> nice. You got to yeah. bring it back to the Royals' heyday. Nice. That would always be, that would not only be my, my walk-up song, my karaoke song uh -huh. as well. And so, I mean, what better tune to play for your taco walk-up? Yeah, that's like great. That. That's a great one. There's one more segment here, guys. This is the last part of the show. This is the random taco question of the week. Oh, I love this. Carly, give me a number, and I will read the random mm. taco question of the week. We're going like one through 10 or, or? One through 70. 70? Okay, let's go with 36. This is for both of you. Would you ever eat tuna tacos? I would do like an ahi tuna taco. That sounds good. Yeah, I would do a nice, rare tuna steak type taco. I'd try it. My, my cousins who, who live and die by torchies in Austin, uh, they said that they, they used to do a fried tuna taco here, and they said it was legit. No way. That sounds great. Yeah. They said it was legit, and I think it was a, a special. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he said he absolutely loved it. But I don't want you, like, spreading chicken of the sea on a tortilla and I then handing it to me. I think that's what I was I want, picturing. Like, 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 I'm thinking like a tuna, like like sushi. Yeah, I want like, that like style. A seared, like a seared yes. tuna. yes. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, go ahead and shoot me a number, and I'll read your random um, taco question. I'll do 68. This is a good one. Best margarita in Kansas City. All right. Hey, so you know what? You've touched. So I, I love I love bourbon. I love vodka. I love tequila. And gin is okay. I like to drink a lot. And my first time drinking, my mom's 50th birthday party, She we had to live in a cul-de-sac. She hired the corn guy. And you know margaritas were embedded in Texas, right? Right. 
So she had the, 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 the Slurpee, like the frozen margarita. <laughs> and so I was 15, and she, she was like, hey, you guys, just go. And we got drunk. And to this day, I cannot drink margaritas. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so none of them. So you got real sick. None of them. And to this day, I love, but I say I love tequila. I just don't love margaritas, so. I like the Rizal margarita at uh, Port Fonda. It's the pink one. I'm not a huge margarita person. Typically, triple sex a little much for me, but that one's a nice one. If I want just a, a little bit something special, go to Port Fonda, get one of those. I've heard Ponax has a dangerous one. Absolutely true. I've heard. Very dangerous. Uh, Coco Bolos has a really good spicy margarita. Yeah. Ooh. Dos. Dos Reales. Dos Reales has a, oh my gosh, very dangerous margarita. That's a good spice. And they got a little fountain in the middle. Yep. It's a beautiful, it's an idyllic like Mexican pl- uh, plaza inside. I love that. It's we, great interior. We did an episode there on Halloween. You know, that's a haunted Mexican restaurant. Did not know that. We, had, was, we had a seance inside Stop it. Did you do the Ouija board? Yeah. Oh my God. We had, we had, we had two uh, mediums there, psychic really? mediums, and they were communicating with the spirit inside that, that restaurant. Isn't the purpose of Ouija board is that that's your medium? What's that? Isn't the, the purpose of Ouija board is your medium, right? Because you, you're just, have you ever done one, Carly? Have you, no, I haven't. But you know the, have you seen yeah, Exorcist? I don't mess with ghosts. Have you seen Exorcist? Yes. That's what she was, remember, yeah. I, I, ever since I moved, so scariest move ever mm-hmm. and the um, she was doing Ouija board by herself that's how the devil mm-hmm. yeah oh we had that out and then we put a uh, Taco Bell taco with Diablo sauce oh, on it oh man was that your ritual that sacrifice was, yeah that was the sacrifice <laughs> we'll have to listen to that episode it's I think it's uh, from a couple years ago okay. on Halloween but guys that's it we're done Carly where can people find you on Twitter where if yeah, so like it's really found. easy to find me pretty much on everything. When you've got a unique a name that's a little bit unique, you get your you get your handle on wherever you go. So you can find me at Carly Duval pretty much across all of the platforms. I don't hide well. What's your company if if people I, need some white if collar? If you need some uh, some legal defense, uh, <laughs> I work for Spencer Fain. And Nick. So uh, on Twitter, I'm uh, at Mr. Lecky. I joined Twitter in '09. And I would coach kids a lot, and, they, and I'd be in neighborhoods, and they go, hey, Mr. Lecky, Mr. Lecky. So I like the Mr. Lecky mm-hmm. uh, at Twitter. And then on Instagram, I'm just Nick underscore Lecky. Twitter, I, it's, I love Twitter, and I love Instagram, so I don't ever cross-reference or whatever, so it's, um, it's a lot of fun. And what I do, I work for Boston Scientific. I sell medical devices and uh, urology products, so... If you're an older male and you're experiencing, you know, uh, urinary problems such as urgency, frequency, um, incomplete emptying, um, then then go talk to your urologist about the green light laser or resume. So they both they both help old men unblock their obstructive. And I, I gotta ask you one football question: yeah. Are we going to play? Or is there going to be an NFL season? You think? Yes, yes. And I, I think that with the precautions they're taking, it seems like they've kind of got a good plan in place uh, to to do it. And and it wasn't till about last year where I realized that that we need that thing because I don't know how to dress on Sundays <laughs> if it's not a game day or or Saturdays. You know, like do I wear purple? Do I? You know, I don't. So just from a presence of knocking out two days of my my week where I know what to, how to dress, right. what color to use. And do you think the Chiefs will repeat? Strong, strong possibility. Strong possibility. It okay, takes a guys. little bit of luck. Thanks for talking tacos with me. Thank you. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi. And thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go eat some tacos. tacos.